they assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible to the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of reckoning, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray casts, it's on the air. Time winds cold and freezing. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, I'm, not, I'm really not Bill Dance. I'm no. Pat Renwick. Today's show was filmed before a live studio audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Welcome to Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon we got Television. Many people in this room. They're, they're, we, we can barely fit them. I, don't know, I can see. We see can. We can <laughs> yeah, what's up, that guy? What's going on? Good to see y'all. Good to see y'all. Great to be back. Yeah. Hey, y'all. <laughs> right now, Wednesday night, and of course, after our little Thanksgiving uh, turkey stuff break, we are back and, and ready to kick some booty. Uh, right over here to my right-hand side, this guy, the young Chris Kringle, <laughs> Yukon Leghorn. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Hello. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> the, yeah. This guy over here, exuding with awesomeness. Yeah. He's our jumping bean, this guy right here. He is JP High. JP Kitty High. It's JP. It's welcome, it's welcome, it's welcome. Yes. You sound phenomenal tonight, JP. How, how am I sound? Is it sounding right? You, you know, you were really worried about it, but you if, sound great. If it ain't hype, it ain't right. You, you, you sound really He's good. He's got custom headphones. He does. Did you notice that? Yeah. Everyone uh, put your, your phone on vibrate. Crack that Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, that's the best beverage to, to drink while uh, watching Stray Cast. Mountain Dew. JP is sponsored by Mountain Dew. We're not, but he is. Hey, we got another big show uh, worked up for you tonight. Uh, we have America's champion, the winner of the big payback. The nation's champion. The winner of the big payback, Ryan Levine, coming yeah. on the show. Yeah. From Louisiana. From Louisiana. And uh, our old Bud's coming back too. He's making a he's making a, uh, his uh, second appearance here on the old Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television Show. I'm excited. Yeah, Jay Kumar from the Bass Blaster. Yeah. I thought it was Tommy Lee. Oh, Tommy Lee also. Oh. Yes. Yeah. All right, one of those guys. Tommy Kumar. <laughs> hey, hey, you know? Wow, we're striking out left and right. Yeah, but the buzzer. You know what? We're glad to be back. 
this is a lot of fun. This is a pretty cool deal. This is the uh, biggest, littlest, least known about uh, bass fishing talk show on the web. That's right. Yeah, and, and you know, and we're damn proud of it. Yes. We're, we're on iTunes now. We're on iTunes. That yes. is right. Yeah. How do they iTunes us? They just subscribe. Subscribe just, to iTunes and Stray Cast, and you can hear all the back you, episodes uh, via the audio system. Yeah, listen to it while you're not paying attention at work. Yeah, those, those cell phones yeah. they can. They can go everywhere. Yeah, you can take, take your cell phone anywhere. You can take them absolutely yeah, you anywhere. You can have it in your pocket, wherever you go. And we're halfway to everywhere. So, hey, what do you say that we get this whole ball rolling yeah. and we kick off with some bass fishing action with Ryan Levine when we get back? Hey, keep it locked. Don't you go nowhere. I'm Pat Remick, Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Slayer Reel Tuning is Chicagoland's number one reel tuning expert. Whether you need your reel tuned up, souped up, or basic maintenance, Ben Botcher, the reel slayer from SlayerReelTuning.com, has your reel needs covered. Ben is the official reel tuner of Stray Casts, and he can customize your reel to your exact specifications, like new ball bearings, drag washers, clean reels, and the latest and greatest handles. When it comes to reels, go to the best and contact Ben, the reel slayer, and get your reel tuned to perfection and back in no time. Go to the website, SlayerReelTuning.com. That's SlayerRealTuning.com. Oh, yeah. That's the big payback. I like the James Bond. That's a JB. That's a godfather of soul right there. Mm. That's a big payback. Get up. Speaking of the big payback, right now on the phone from Louisiana, we have uh, the nation's champion right now, the Bass Nation champion, who just received the big payback. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you Ryan Levine. Yes. Well, thank y'all. It's good to be here. Oh, good, man. We're glad to have you, Ryan. I mean, that you know, quite an accomplishment. Quite an accomplishment. Are you still on cloud nine or what, dude? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm. My feet really haven't landed yet. <laughs> uh, new things come every day. Uh, it's a learning curve, but uh, we've taken it as they come, and it's just a great feeling. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and just from all of us, congratulations, because we are super yes. proud of you. I mean, it, it's quite a deal. You're, you're pretty much now become the hero of weekend anglers uh, across the nation. How do you feel about that? Well, first, thank you all very much for that. I mean, the support the support means a lot. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just a guy that goes to work every day and, uh, you know, I grew up fishing on the weekends, and I've been fishing Bass Nation ever since I could, and the dream finally became a reality, and it it just means the world to me. Uh, that's all I can say. I mean, I you know, to be, a, to be somebody that the weekend guys are looking at, I mean, that means, that means everything to me. It, it's it's just a great feeling to actually qualify for the classic. I mean that's phenomenal, and and we know a little bit about some of the guys here fish the uh, the the Bass Nation tournaments, yeah. and we know that it's quite a uh, quite a climb in order to even qualify for the championship that you got to, and, and and the fact that you pulled it off not only won the tournament, but you actually won 
the tournament within the tournament. You won both tournaments. You won both tournaments. I mean, you got two boats. You got a truck. You got a berth to the Bassmaster Classic. You got a you got a possible berth to the elites. Uh, paid entry fees to to two uh, open bass open divisions yes. of your choice. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it it's really still. It's just not everything put it together it's really just not real still i mean i you know bass really went all out on the nation this year and it's going to continue year after year after year it's, it's it's getting bigger and better for the nation guys there's no doubt about it and and ryan after winning all that stuff how much tell, tell everyone how much you paid to enter bass nation for the year uh we at to start out, we pay we pay I think a three hundred dollar entry fee at the state level for the qualifiers, and then at the two hundred dollars, the two hundred fifty dollar entry fee at the uh, at the regional level, I believe. Okay, I so think you, that's what it was. So you paid five hundred fifty dollars. So, it's the big payback, roughly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a huge payback. <laughs> and uh, it, it's incredible, man. I mean, and uh, and what was that your first national championship that you had fished? Uh, no, actually, I, I made it in uh, 2013. We were uh, we were on Dardanelle. I finished seventh in that event, uh, but th- this was my second. Okay, and and uh, one big thing too is you qualified as a co angler, and this was this was the second. Was this was this the first year? Of uh, <laughs> you're making fun of me. I was was, it, was this the first year uh, of? This was the first year that they separated it between co angler and boater, right? Where you where you weren't splitting yeah. time. Now, what what made yeah, you want to go and qualify as a co angler? It's just well, it, uh, it was the it was the first year that they were they were moving to this uh, format, and every state qualified different for this one, just because the format changed throughout the year and we were already in the process of qualifying for our, our team for the, for the year. And it just fell out that I, I finished, I guess, low, lower in the standings. We took our top 22, so to speak, because you have an alternate for both the boaters and the nine boaters. And I finished somewhere in that bottom 20, the bottom 10 to make the nine boater side. Okay. And, went on and you know and since then we've revised our format to to reflect what the nation is doing at the regional and the national level okay okay they're they're doing some great things and and we had uh john stewart from the daily show on here not Uh not too long ago and and he you know Mm -hmm. and he kind of laid out the the entire format for the for the Mm -hmm. federation nation or just called nation bass nation it's called bass nation yeah yeah bass nation i I mean and just a cool deal just a cool absolutely a cool deal now i gotta get this out of the way right away um are you gonna fish the elites uh no i I did decline it uh there was a lot of decisions and sweating sleepless nights by me and my wife but uh right now we've got a three-year-old and i you know i'm not ready to miss a lot of what she's getting into and i really want i really want to prove to myself that i can compete consistently at the open level before i jump in so you know i took an approach to it you know if if I'm meant to fish the elites, that berth will come back around, you know, and if I'm not, I'm, you know, 
the goal was the classic, and that's where I'm headed. And, and that's a, and that's an excellent way to look at things too. I mean, that's a that, that's a great decision, and probably a very hard decision, as you said. But smart move. You know, this could set up to be a perfect storm, Ryan. I mean, you're going back to <laughs> you're going back to Conroe. Um, yeah. You're fishing the Bassmaster Classic. That's like, you know just a few months. What is that? Three, four months from now, guys. Four months, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, dude, this could end up amazing. This could be a Cinderella story. Yeah, that that is possible. You know, uh, the big man upstairs knows what cards are going to fall down. So uh, you know, we're gonna. I, I I can't wait to go back. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go spend a little bit more time over there learning more about the lake. I mean, I, I saw some stuff practicing for this one that should come into play, and you know, I, I'm just I, I can't. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see what happens. You are the favorite. I mean, it, it, there's there's no way to spin this. Everyone everyone wants you to win. Yeah, the, the weekend I mean, guys uh, are behind you, dude. We we all want you to win. I mean, everyone in Bass Nation. We already wants have you to Ryan win. Levine cutout heads for the classic that we're going to be holding up. It's well, been it's been too yeah. long since Brian Kershaw won it in '94. Yeah, some, um, almost everyone. Bass Nation wants to get that. Almost everyone. If Woo Daves was in it, you, you would be, be for Woo. I'd be wooting. For I want Woo. Stanley Mitchell to win. <laughs> that's that's why I want. We're going back too far here. Let's hey, keep this useful. Yeah, but I mean, how, how familiar you are? How familiar are you with Conroe? I mean, is that a lake that you fish quite often? Uh, no, honestly, it's not. I mean, I, I made a I made a trip or two before the before the off limits for the championship and spent the four days practicing. You know, at, you know, before the tournament, and uh, that's. So I probably got a total of about a dozen, maybe fifteen days on the lake. You know, it just I I like I like the way it sets up. You know, and now it it it's a good place. I, I like I like a place that you can do various things, and they all kind of suit my style of fishing. Now in March, it may be totally different, but you know, I, I kind of I learned enough this past trip that I, I think I know what I need to be looking for and what I need to be doing in March. Awesome. Let's let's go back here to the uh to the actual Conroe Nations uh the the Nation Championship, the Bass Nation Championship. You Ryan and I were talking Ryan Whitaker over here, popcorn on my right. We're talking a little bit mm-hmm. about uh about how you practiced for this tournament and and you had all kinds of multiple patterns lined up. Um you know, even as a non-boater, you put a lot into this. Tell us about some of these multiple patterns you had going. Well, you know, Conroe is about a five-hour drive for me, and I, I'm I'm a firm believer in hard work. You know, and every event I go to, it could be a twenty-five-dollar entry club tournament. I, I put time in, so I spent a lot of time over there. You know, I, I say a lot of time. I spent long days there when I did go, and you know, I I did it for Gunnersville for the regional. I had to figure out a way to catch them in any situation I could be in, not knowing who I was going to draw and what we were going to be doing. So I had to be set up for anything I would see, and that's what I did. I would go out there one day, fish if I'd figure them out, lock it in the memory bank, and move on to something else. The next day, do something totally different, and that's just kind of the way I did it, you know. And once I kind of, once I felt comfortable with what I was doing, 
I just kind of ran with it, and I started looking for more areas. So leading up to the tournament, and you know, the our basically our four days of practice, we had a we had three days prior to official practice. You know, I the two of those days I flipped docks all day and just just trying to find sweet stretches and. You know, that last day, I stayed offshore idling all day. I made about wow. 10 casts all day. Just because really? I, at that point, I was, I was up the, you know, I, I was kind of looking for the last, for, for the final day if I was going to be the one that got to go. And I idled over the right thing. That's all I can tell you. I mean, I, I was, uh, <laughs> in a, it happened. I mean, it happened, it, dude. I, I idled over a little hump, marked it, turned, made one cast, caught a 16-incher, and I said, all right, if if, if I'm passing by this thing, this deal and I, either I can convince my partner to stop on it or I'll just save it for the third day if I'm fortunate enough to make it, and it turned out to be an unreal event. So that, that's kind of how practice went. Yeah, now, now getting getting into that, into the tournament um, – now you you practice for this, knowing that there might there's a there's a good chance that you might never get to fish anything that you Absolutely. found. And and didn't Absolutely. you one of your one of your co anglers spoke no English, correct? Or one of your boaters? Yes, sir. The uh, the second day, I yeah, you had a Japanese Japan guy. angler. Now how uh, how did that work? You know how how does are you just pointing? Well, yeah. How did you talk at that the out? GPS and being like? Good. He had the app. He had the app on his phone. Yeah. How, how did that well, work actually, out? Actually, uh, I didn't have the app. Uh, <laughs> there, there was an inter- there was an interpreter there. So when we drew out together, uh, he was you know he was the last boat to weigh in the first day. So when he got in, me you know I, I me him and the interpreter sat down and I explained you know if if he was willing to go to any of my stuff that I had some stuff we could go hit and he didn't waste any time agreeing nice so uh, we pretty that's pretty much how we did it now I didn't I, I mainly showed him how we were going to approach the stretches of, of docks you know I'd put a waypoint at the beginning of a stretch and a waypoint at the end of the stretch and you know, the interpreter, he and I, we went through it, and he everything was fine. Well, during the course of the day, we were real close. You know, we, the next spot I was going to, we had to pass right over this, this little hump. And so I kind of scrolled over to it on, on, the, on the GPS, and I, I, I showed him what I had put in there and explained the best I could as to where to put the boat. And he he was he could understand real easily if you you know you just use short sentences or one or two words and he caught on real well. Yeah, how do you and, say I mean, big? I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> how do you say big in big Japanese? Mama. Big yeah. mama. Yeah. He just said he just said big or nice. That's all that's, he would that's say. All but, that's all you need to know in bass fishing, right? Exactly, exactly. So, and look, we we went out there to it, and he set up on it perfect, and we went to firing. And I, all I can explain to y'all is that the good Lord was shining down on me because I mean, I, you know, I caught him on in two days. I caught him on six different baits on that hump, and wow. it really didn't matter as long as you got it in front of one when one moved up on it. 
and I, that's all I can explain from the whole deal. I mean, that, that's that's pretty cool. And and most of those fish that you you caught most of your fish uh, the two first two days of the tournament, I guess, were flipping the docks. And um, I remember yeah. I read something that you were throwing something you were you were pitching something a little bit different than the other guys. Yeah, T- tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, well, I was I was using a uh, I was using a stand up jig head, and on it I was using a missile baits tomahawk. You know that. That bait is key for me in South Louisiana. Um, and anytime I'm offshore, which for me offshore is if I get to go to Toledo Bend or Sam Rayburn in a year, because we don't have that down by the house. Okay. But I I do catch a lot on that bait on that bait flipping. So I just kind of I just kind of put a few things together because I knew it would be different. So I kind of I started trying it, and they ate it. And it seemed like it seemed like the better fish would eat that. I mean, I, I caught some, you know, you know, flipping creature baits or speed crawl things like that. But it seemed like that tomahawk they really wanted. What is the tomahawk? I'm not familiar with that bait. It's a, uh, it's a, it's it's called a tomahawk eight point seven five. It's a it's a eight inch worm, and it's got the tail is split, and it. The best way I can describe it is it looks like a baby snake. Oh, wow. You know, it, it, and big fish like baby snakes. So, <laughs> yeah, I just, you the, know, it, our it, producer, the Ginger Ninja, just showed me a picture of it. That's a pretty cool looking, mm-hmm. uh, looking bait. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, uh, I think catches them all over the country. So it's a, it's a go to of mine. It's a Senko? No. <laughs> that's, that's Larry Nixon's bait. No. <laughs> that, that's that's Nixon's bait right there. So so when you so in in this final day, did you did you have your boat there, or did they provide you with a boat, or were you ready to go? I mean, when you when no, you made I, it, I, I brought I brought mine because I practiced in it the first the three days of practice, and then the final day of practice, they you know the official day, they they paired everybody with their own state. And but I had it there, ready to go. If and if somebody else needed it, if they broke down, or if I was the one that got to go on day three, I I had it there. One thing I want to mention too in that in that video of you on that that final day, just whacking them, you were boat flipping some big. That fish, was awesome. Man. It was. Absolutely I mean, I, awesome. I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was watching <laughs> on uh, some of those. I mean, can, those those are big ones. You, can, you know. Yeah. Well, you you can't hear it, but that. That first one, that first good one that I flipped in, I I told him in the video that I said this is another, this is a problem with me fishing shallow water that I do things like this, and he just <laughs> he come over the side rail and he busted out laughing. I mean, I. <laughs> I, I probably that's something I need to work on. <laughs> I think I think hey, you it nailed worked. it, man. Yeah, it was awesome. I think it, I think it worked out fine. It was good footage too. Just keep, yeah, keep doing it. It's more exciting, <laughs> it was, you know, for for the for the viewer for sure. So, what are you doing with yeah. the what are you doing with the boat with the extra boat now? I I'm actually uh the, the I won two certificates. I, I actually just started advertising to sell them, and uh. I'll be getting. Uh, I'll be. I'll have the option to use a Phoenix next year. So once that's all finalized, I'll be waiting for that to come in. What What two open divisions are you going to pick? Are you going to pick two? One. What are you going to do? I'm. 
right now my plan is to fish one. I'm going to fish the Central. Which is that with, with scheduling and everything else, that's the only one that will really fit. So that's what I'm trying to do. I've got a few things to iron out. I'm trying to get them finished by tomorrow to be able to definitely jump in them. But uh, it may be tomorrow I make the absolute decision. It may not. But uh, that's, that's the one I'm definitely going to try and fish. Now, now, did you qualify to fish him as a boater, or did you qualify as yeah. a co-angler? Okay, because I know the yeah, I know boater. the the co-angler side package too was was that as well. So you yeah, so as a boater. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. I mean, I I really think you made the you know the one thing I've I've heard from a lot of those guys is don't skip steps. So I think you're doing the right thing, definitely, by going and, and fishing those things. Yeah. It's yeah, a great I agree. decision. You got to climb that ladder. Yeah, in the, yeah. yeah, and I and I, I really. I really think so. I mean, I, you know, it's, it, you, you can't, uh, to me, I can't just jump in there and, 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 and fish effectively. I, I gotta, I've got to prove to myself that I can do it. I mean, I've had I, countless people tell me that, it, that I can do it, but until I know it, it's, I, I, I have to go, I have to go the right route. Well, you know what they say, Ryan, you got to dance with who brung you. <laughs> that's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah, say. you. You're right about that. Win in Rome. <laughs> hey, that 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 is absolutely awesome. I, one thing I did want to ask you too is, I mean, you won the thing by 16 pounds, right? I wasn't wasn't that what it was? <laughs> yeah. I mean, was, come on, he, the guy ran away. It was with a this grand thing. slam. It, it yeah. was awesome. <laughs> now, but you the the third day of the of the Derby was postponed. So yeah, I mean, you had a good lead going into. Mm-hmm. I mean, the miracle happened. You're going in mm-hmm. the third day as a boater, but now mm-hmm. you, you have like all day to stew around. Was you were you going nuts <laughs> that day, Ryan, or what? Yeah, I, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, I you know I I I drove my family crazy. I can tell you that because I couldn't <laughs> sit still. I mean, I was so anxious to get out there. It you know I was still like that morning. It was almost I. When we got there and I seen the wind, I was almost hoping they would kind of hold us back a little while because I still had like a couple hours of boat prep to do because I had stuff everywhere. So I got all that finished, and then throughout the day, I was like, well, I'll go work on tackle. Well, no, my boat's in the boat yard, and I need to spend time with my family. So, But I, they probably wished that I went work on tackle because I drove them absolutely nuts. <laughs> I couldn't sit still for anything. You persevered, though. I mean, and after after two days of suffering from TMA, do you know what TMA is? No. T, TMA is is what uh, what guys like you get or people that are – are not accustomed to being non-boaters. It's called trolling motor anxiety because the whole time you're in the <laughs> yeah. back of the boat, you're, you're, you're wanting to run the trolling motor the whole time. I, I suffer from TMA uh, anytime I don't go in my boat. It, I got a trick absolutely. for you though. If you, if you if you need anything to do, if you got a guy that's getting all over your trolling motor, just take your cable and turn it the opposite way from what a normal trolling motor. <laughs> that's is. what popcorn. That's did. what I did, and now dirty. no one can get on my trolling motor. It I just abso- learned back. Absolutely dirty. Hey Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, for coming on the show, we'd love to have you on again and give give us an update on on your uh, on the on the upcoming events that you'll be fishing, dude. 
Well, I certainly appreciate it, and I'll uh, give me a call anytime. I'd be happy to do it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Congrats, man. Yes. We're going to have Thank him on when he wins the Classic. Yeah. After you win the Classic, we'll have you, you back You on. have to so come just, on our yeah. show first. You promise? <laughs> you got it. We got it right here on tape. Hey, Ryan Levine, Good thank luck, you man. so much for your support. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Pat Renwick, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, JP Hyde. When we get back, it's time for the Bass Blaster on the Bass Buzz. PH Custom Lures by Phil Hunt are quickly becoming the most sought-after custom balsa baits in the industry, from the Little Hunter to the Squeaky Pea. These baits are pure quality, handcrafted, hand-carved, and hand-painted. But most importantly, they flat-out catch fish. PH Custom Lures has a bait for any situation in a magnitude of colors. Check out the Old School, Straighter, and PH Custom Series at phcustomlures.com. That's phcustomlures.com. I'm John DeMay with Them Jigs. Today, I'd like to share with you a little bit about a couple products that we have in our lineup that we're really excited about. The first product I'd like to talk to you about today is the Joe Football Head Jig. Right out of the package, you'll notice that our football head jig is different than most on the market. What makes our jigs different is the quality of components. Let's start with the hook. These hooks are custom made for us in Japan. 90 degree bend, black nickel hooks, razor sharp, JDM quality. All of our Joe football head jigs have living rubber skirts. They're hand tied with copper wire to ensure that they stay affixed and it also helps them to flare while they're in the water. We powder paint and heat cure each jig to ensure that the paint stays on your jig even when you're fishing rock. Another feature that separates our jig from other jigs on the market is the screw lock keeper. The screw lock keeper does a couple things for you. Not only does it keep your bait fixed, it'll save you money on soft plastics that pull off of standard barb keepers. The second product I'd like to talk to you about is our hybrid flip and swim jig. We also have a custom hook in our flip and swim jig. It's a 4-aught, 30-degree bend, black nickel hook. It has the same durable paint, the same great keeper, and a hand-tied silicone skirt to complete it. So if you're looking for a premium product that's going to give you an edge over your competition, look us up at demjigs.com. 